Are you ready? Oh yeah! Let me tell you something, brother. If you're looking for the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be in the podcasting universe, then look no further than Ring the Bell. Bringing you the best in the world at what we do, and what we do is take over the world of wrestling reviews, baby. Now, Ring the Bell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Ring the Bell. No wasting of time here. Let's get straight into it. We are less than 24 hours removed from the Elimination Chamber. And we are here to talk all about what went down on what ended up being a pretty newsworthy show. I, of course, am your host, Andrew, with me once again for this review. It's Martin. Hello. So, WrestleMania is uh, getting ever closer on the horizon, and we are uh, a step closer. I mean, obviously, we now know one of the matches, but yeah. uh, in another way, something it, all, all hell broke loose. It went crazy uh, mate, at Chamber last night, didn't it? It did. Um, yeah, some pictures are still very unclear, and other pictures that we thought were going on have taken a, sw- a slight swerve, shall we say. And we'll get into those as we get on with the show. Let's get started. So, of course, live from the Thunderdome, we kicked off with the SmackDown Elimination Chamber. Winner to face Roman Reigns, either later that night or straight away. We weren't sure. We found out later, but we weren't sure at the time. It was Daniel Bryan taking on Cesaro, Jey Uso, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I enjoyed this. This was the better of the two chamber matches, but it did feel it still went a little bit long, though. Yeah, it did. Um, although I did love some of the comedy moments. Um, I can't remember if it was Baron Corbin or someone else, like Sami Zayn, was like too busy still going off on one at the referees about not having his people ringside, and then just punched the <laughs> the glass pain on the on the chamber and he saw like literally jumped out of his skin <laughs> <laughs> they did seem a bit uh, fast and loose with the timekeeping there was a definite difference between uh times between people coming out of their pods at one point i think kevin owens had to wait eight minutes from the last person oh, really? coming out to when he came out yeah okay yeah and admittedly i wasn't keeping too much of a track on it but we all know the timing's a bit wishy-washy at the best of times. Um, is it just me? I know there's been a couple of years now since they redesigned the chamber, but I don't like this chamber compared to the old one. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get what you're saying. And um, obviously as well, I watched the Broken Skull session earlier, and obviously uh, that came up and that, and uh, Sasha was sort of like saying about like how basically... You know, no matter what you do, every part of that structure hurts. But, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 I yeah, yeah. There's someone I'm just not quite hundred percent sure with with the new design. Because plus as well, the pods like aren't completely like sealed off and you know, uh, non tampering wise as they once were portrayed, mm-hmm. which annoys me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I get it's safer. Like, the steel grating is gone now. It's just a a protective mat on the outside of the ring. So I get it's probably safer. And from a production point of view, it's probably easier. But it it just, it doesn't... 
the elimination chamber was like was Satan's playground. It was hell, you know. It, it, this was where yeah. you got inside and you were never the same afterwards. And this chamber doesn't quite have that aura to me about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll go what you're saying. So eliminations were as follows: Cesaro got rid of Corbin. Uh, Kevin Owens got rid of Sami Zayn after a bunch of stunners. Uh, Jay Uso eliminated Kevin Owens after trapping his arm in the door after Zayn was eliminated and left the cage. Uh, followed up with about a million super kicks and a frog splash and got rid of Owens. Uh, yeah. Cesaro, who I thought would actually make the last two. I didn't think he would go before the last two, but he got taken out by Jay. And then Daniel Bryan, nursing a knee injury, the ultimate underdog that he is, beat Jay Uso to win the chamber match. Yeah. Um I, th- I think the part of the problem I had was I thought they were just going to waste this spot on Cesaro. You know, sort of like, let's give him his moment, but then he's pretty much just going to get buried by Roman. And as glad as I am, it didn't happen. In other ways, I was expecting it so much. I'm a little bit disappointed it didn't happen. It, it, it proved difficult for whoever wins. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've been very much of the opinion that that Cesaro is such an underutilised and underrated guy. It's not even funny, even to this day, how underrated he is. And it's just like, just give the guy a shot, will you, for crying out loud? If if Cesaro wins and then gets squashed by Reigns, people can complain. If Daniel Bryan wins and gets squashed by Reigns, people are going to complain. If Kevin Owens wins, it's another shot, total shot in four months for him and he's going to lose again. People complain. If Corbin wins, people complain because it's Baron Corbin. You know, it, Sami Zayn was never going to win. The only story you could tell with Jey Uso was going to win and therefore Roman would have an easy or an even easier match afterwards. So yeah. the story I went was Daniel Bryan injured throughout the match, overcome or won, and then that Roman came out less than two minutes, squashed Daniel Bryan and, and retained the championship. Uh if this goes somewhere with Daniel Bryan, then great. But obviously, we now know Roman's mania dance partner, and it ain't Daniel Bryan. So I'm not sure where Bryan goes from here. No. Um, obviously, following on later on from this show, obviously, there's a few of the what you'd consider top guys. And you're just looking there thinking, well, what the hell are they doing at mania? You know, and it's not just Daniel Bryan, it's a few others, but I'll. Uh, touch on that later on when we get to the relevant matches. So after the, the Roman match, uh, Roman's in the ring uh, all happy to win the championship, or so retain the championship and then he's attacked out of nowhere by Edge who spears Roman down, points at the sign and therefore makes it official. We have Edge versus Roman at Wrestlemania. And then we add over the top fireworks to fully enforce it as well. Edge must get pyro. Yeah. Now, obviously, we asked uh, well in our privately in our group chat sort of thing and online criticism. There's been a lot of talk about Edge and his maneuverings, shall we say, backstage in regards to this this match and position and the Rumble win. Uh, whether we do or don't agree with Edge being in this position, and there'll be people on both sides of that argument. The fact is, the match is official now. Edge versus Roman at Mania mm. for the championship. Do. Do we just sit back and enjoy what I'm sure is going to be a really good build-up? Or do we live with that, oh, God, they're going to put on Edge. Oh, God, they're going to have Edge been Roman. Oh, God, Edge is going to be the one to break the head of the family. And it's like, 
I'm not on board with that. I'm not. This Edge is not the story here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, like, like you, I've been a huge Edge fan over the years, and I don't know, I'm still clinging on to a little bit of hope that, you know, the stories and what we've heard backstage aren't true. But even from a storytelling point of view, you know, in this day and age, obviously, I know it's happened with other legends and whatnot, but in this day and age, how can you have the most over-the-top hated heel in possibly the entire industry and you're going to have him lose to a 47-year-old Edge? It just makes no sense, no matter how and what way you put the spin on it. And that's that's the thing. As, as I said in the preview show with Ali a few days ago, yeah, you can't get rock this year. That's not an option. And whether you do or don't think they can keep the head of the table stall on going for two years until the rock is free for mania, reportedly, it fine, whatever. But the fact is, there must have been another story you could tell here. Daniel Bryan, as you know, an underdog putting his career on the line at mania, maybe that might have been a story to go with. Edge getting the shot, coming back after nearly a year out and looking for redemption. I mean, he says he wants the belt back, he never lost. This ain't that belt. Like, this isn't the no. championship. This belt came way after he left. So, it, mm. I, I don't know. It, if he's going to be there every week, and seeing it's in the same place, there's no reason why he can't be there pretty much every week. And he'll be doing stuff, and he'll be doing more than a Brock would do, a Goldberg would do. Fine. It kind of counters that argument we've always got about the, the part-timers coming in. But it's still the fact that Roman has been the absolute best, completely unbeatable. No one can touch him. Mm. And the fact that Edge can and will and does doesn't quite sit right with me. As much as I love it. No. Yeah. You know, I'm completely in agreement with what you've just said. It just it just shouldn't be happening full stop. Right, up next. US Championship, triple threat match. Uh, Keith Lee was booked for this, but then a few hours before showtime was pulled due to injury, WWE say. So there was a fatal four-way held on the kickoff show. Uh, it wasn't there, Martin. Yeah, um, it happened. I mean, obviously, you've got the joke that is Retribution and their leader, Ali. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just... I'm... I wasn't ever really on board with it anyway, but I'm just so over it now. It's not even funny. And then, you know, I just see uh, T-Bar or whatever his name is. And, that, and I'm just sort of like, you were making such a huge name for yourself in NXT and they're wasting you on this crap, which is essentially going nowhere. You know, there is no storyline. They're just there. The finish of the Fatal 4 way on the kickoff match was that Ricochet was attacked outside the ring by Retribution. He was double powerbombed into the ring post. And the yeah. three members of Retribution on the outside were taunting Ricochet. And in the ring, Ali was also taunting him. And then John Morrison come up from behind and rolled up Ali for the win. And then after the match, it was highlighted that there were four of them and one of him and he won, which did Retribution no favours whatsoever. I don't get... Why book a group... And then book them so badly after forming them. But yeah. why do it? <laughs> your, your guess is as good as anyone's, but it's just mind-boggling. I mean, obviously, uh, 
obviously uh, they're one member down, I'm guessing, technically, because of injury, I think, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, with Reckoning out. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, there just could have been just so much more and something so much better done. I mean, wasn't it like their first official match? and they lost it yes when they like first debuted and it's just like okay great they're done already absolute joke just to scrap them take the masks off yeah put them back in nxt or whatever keeping the main roster but mm. there was this talent there and i just don't understand what you're doing yeah. with it so by virtue yeah. of his win in that in that four way on the pre-show or kickoff show john morrison goes on to the, the pay-per-view to challenge uh, lashley along with riddle uh, for the u.s title and this wasn't good. Uh, Riddle and Morrison were beat down pretty much the whole match by Lashley. The moves yeah. didn't seem to really connect. They everything just seemed off. It just I didn't I didn't really like this. Uh, the the finish was obvious. It was clearly obvious that once Keith Lee was taken out, it had to be a triple threat match. Like obviously because Lashley couldn't take the pin, so it could have been anyone in this match. Like didn't matter who it was. The only question I would I'd have is if Keith Lee wasn't injured, is he winning this match? Is he pinning Riddle? I would I would have liked to have thought so, but again, generally the guys who get called up from NXT, they're they're not really chucked an awful lot unless you are like, you know, Samoa Joe or or, or someone of that stature, but then even then, you know, it's sort of a case of, oh, we'll give you this program for a few months and then sort of, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we've got, some, we've got something. <laughs> so Riddle is the new US champion. Uh, we'll see what, what he does with it. Uh, I, I, I don't understand Riddle. No, sorry, I don't understand. I don't understand what they're doing with Riddle is more to the point. Yeah. Okay, up next, your women's tag team champions, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, defended against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Uh, obviously, on the preview show to Rally, we spoke at length about Bianca and Sasha and how they could get to where we think they're going to go, if they even get there, how do you do it, why is this match happening? This this could have been this could have been something else. Having to go up against um, Dakota Kai and Gonzalez from NXT and just pay off that tournament win. Do it on pay-per-view. I don't get why Banks and Bianca had to be here. I, it doesn't It doesn't mean anything. No. Like, we... On, on the previous show, we thought, is this going to be the start of the, you know, the, the, the dissolution of the, the dissolving of the friendship? So Bianca and Sasha start their build to Mania. No evidence of anything in, in terms of that. They got on. The loss wasn't yeah. their fault. It was down to Reginald, the Somali, eh? uh, which suggests that Carmella's still involved somewhere. That so, uh, are they now? Are they now building Banks and Carmella at Mania? Even though Carmella's had two total shots, uh, are they? Do yeah. they not want to go with Bianca and Sasha for Mania? It's it's just all confusing, and you know, I get to an extent the the purpose of the Reginald character, but. It just seems as if he's like revolved around the whole women's division on SmackDown. You know, although he's impartial to Carmella, it just seems he's somehow involved with everybody, and it's just slightly confusing. And um, you know, 
I'm I'm happy to admit I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Carmella. I, personally, how she's always been booked and that and everything, I think she always needs like a Reginald or a Ellsworth character to get her those cheap wins and that. And I'll probably go as far as saying she's a slightly better Eva Marie ring ring wise. Careful ring now, Sunshine. Careful now. Eva's all red. <laughs> That's your next women's <laughs> champion right there you're speaking about. Put some respect on it. Meanwhile, Asuka's sitting at home doing absolutely nothing. Where's Asuka? Because obviously she was meant to be fighting Lacey Evans and then obviously Lacey did the whole pregnancy thing and then, yeah, just nobody's mentioned it at all. And I'm guessing, are we just meant to forget that that was meant to be a thing last night? Uh. It, it's just really confusing. Yeah. I'd... There was not one mention of Lacey Evans at all on the show. There was no mention of the match being scrapped. No. There was no mention of the Raw Women's Champion, Asuka. That just absolutely nothing at all. No, no. And this this has pretty much been the problem ever since Asuka won the title after uh, Becky left. And it's just all like she's just continuously an afterthought. And... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we haven't done anything with Asuka in a few months. So I suppose we better do something. Uh, and, and she deserves so much better than that. I mean, uh, after last week, I... Also, after last night, I have a feeling that we're not getting Bianca versus Sasha at Mania, even though that's, for me, that's the money match. Uh, yeah. And don't get me wrong, Bianca versus Asuka should be great as well. Absolutely. Two great competitors, really, really good. That'd be great. But Bianca versus Sasha, for me, is the match they have in the women's division. And I don't know why they're not going to go with it. Uh, there's been suggestions yeah. about why and comfortable you know, comfort with certain elements. But I don't know why you don't go with that as the match for Mania. It doesn't make any sense to me why you don't go Bianca versus Sasha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm all for Sasha versus Bianca, and yeah, just for some unknown reason, it's just not. Um, yeah, it's confusing, and um, yeah, at the same time, obviously, I'll put it out there earlier in our private group chat. Obviously, um, you know, at the minute, there's no plan for Charlotte for Mania, which is ridiculously confusing considering how how much she's thought of by management and everything. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously the story was there with Lacey over Horny Rick, but that can't pay off now because... Okay. Sorry, I was going to say something that was really, really crude. I decided to hold back on it, so I'm not going to say what I was going to say. So <laughs> that story can't pay off now because Rick's done what he's done storyline-wise and, you know... Mm. Ask and Lacey is now carrying, you know, the next generation of Flair. So you can't have that match. Fine, but then what does Charlotte do? Like, does she get another tag team partner and go after the the women's tag team champions? Does she somehow get the shot against Asuka, which we've seen at Mania before, which it has history, but nobody wants to see it. I, I think to be fair, I think most fans would generally be happy if Charlotte was nowhere near a title for the next couple of years, at least. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 
It's gotten to it would that be, stage but now. considering how much they book her and the fact that apparently she's considered, she isn't a heel, she isn't a baby face, she's just a superstar. She doesn't have a designation. She is whatever they need her to be. So she is like upper echelon above every other female performer in that company. But yet she's not booked in a match at Mania. Now I'm guessing, my assumption was that Lacey would have beaten Asuka last night and then gone on to face Charlotte for Bert at Mania. That's what I foresaw happening. Yeah. Now that doesn't happen, are we going to get Charlotte shoehorned in to the women's total picture on one of those shows just so she can still get that title shot and maybe even total victory? Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, is she even technically exclusive to one no, show? No, I don't think she is. She can, She's literally above everything and right. everyone. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you know... If for whatever reason they're not going with Sasha uh, Bianca, I, I suppose you could have her against uh, Sasha. But again, do people really want to see that? Because obviously, straight away, but you know, don't get me wrong, it would be a really good match, but it's just the fact of everyone just gets in the head whenever Charlotte's got a title shot. Oh, another title reign for Charlotte. It'd be interesting to see I, if if Bianca versus Asuka is the way they're going to go, and I think it might be, that leaves the door open for a multi-women's match at Mania, and I could see a Charlotte, Carmella, Sasha triple threat. Mm, yeah. I think. I have a feeling. Yeah. Right, before the main event, we saw the Miz and MVP talking backstage. We couldn't hear what they were saying, but Miz appeared to be considering something that MVP was suggesting. Ooh, mysterious. Right, main event time. This show was flying, but it wasn't amazing, but it was a very short pay-per-view, which I'm all in favour of. So thank you for that. Elimination Chamber, Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against Sheamus, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, and Kofi Kingston. Uh, this just didn't do it for me. Didn't do it. No, no, it was... It just happened, really, is I think the best way you can put it. Because um, was it... Uh, Kofi got the first elimination, getting rid of Orton, wasn't it? Yeah, which I thought that that would be a fiend thing, and it wasn't. Yeah, so I'm guessing we've got to wait that little bit longer for for the fiend to reappear, because obviously we all know it is coming. It's just a fact of when, because obviously, was it on Raw just gone? We had the whole, like, you know... There with Alexa, you know, the, the fiends being reborn or, or whatever. But, do they do the fiend come back at Fastlane or do they do it on Raw as early as tonight, possibly? Um, what would you do? Would you hold it off? Or at this point, what's Orton doing if not anything with the fiend? Like, where does Orton go from here? That's the problem because, you know, what, what would the storyline even be going, you know, going into fast lane, you know, who who would who would they even put Orton against, so to speak. So, uh, me personally, I'd, I'd do it on, on a Raw more than anything, because, you know, a, you know, with, with the way it's all been booked, you know, we know Orton versus Fiend is happening. So, you know, what's the point of them just filling in a few weeks to try and throw us off the, 
off the case. Um, other eliminations: Sheamus took out uh, took out Kofi. Drew eliminated Jeff. AJ beat Sheamus, and Drew beat AJ to retain. Why turn Sheamus heel and go through all the effort of what they did, and he's not even going to make the final two? And it wasn't even Drew that got rid of him. Yeah. What was the it, point? It, it, what What was the last few yeah. weeks for? So it's all very confusing, and obviously the payoff was well should have been. Drew and Sheamus were the final two. And it just never happened. Um, yeah, it, it was just confusing. Um, I did, however, like the tiny bits of creativity in this uh, with AJ and his very different entrance into the match. <laughs> yep. I, I, I did like that with uh, Omos uh, basically breaking down the... <laughs> The, the, the glass panel and just there you go AJ getting the match alright cheers mate yep <laughs> but then Omos then got chucked out by the ref yeah which was odd yeah I, I don't know so Drew wins Drew retains he's he's, he's after after the match he's beaten down but he's triumphant and everything and then Bobby Lashley attacks him out of nowhere with no explanation initially mm. And the commentators start to talk about, oh, we saw Drew and uh, we saw uh, MVP and, and Miz talking backstage, uh, no, backstage before the match. And then Miz hits a couple of moves on Drew, throws him around ringside a bit. And then the Miz comes out, running out with the briefcase and the referee in tow. Miz cashes in and wins the championship. Yeah. Who, who would have thought that would have happened? Now, it was obvious a cash-in was going to come play, was going to take place very soon whether it be a successful or failed cash-in. Mm. But it does... I'd, I... See, on the preview show, I suggested that Lashley would get out, would not lose the pinfall and to drop the US title because they're going to move much to the main event, whether that be for Mania or whatever the case is. I wonder now, and obviously we'll know nothing until tonight's Raw, before, uh, obviously we're recording this beforehand. Initially, the way I see it, is that I think Vince wants to give Drew that title win in front of fans at Mania. Yeah, that that is the only logical payoff out of all of this. Uh, otherwise, it's just confusing. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I'll give him his fair play on the Miz. You know, it was what, roughly 10 years ago his last world title reign was. So, you know... Kudos for him getting in another one. Um, but so if if Drew's lost the belt, now they need to get Drew to Mania to challenge. Now, do you go with Miz as the champion heading into Mania, but then Miz is busy with Bad Bunny, mm. or do you transition the title using the Miz as a, a stopgap champion and you get the belt onto Lashley? So either Drew wins the belt from Lashley at Mania, or Drew gets the belt back and defends the belt at Mania. It all comes down to what do you think Vince's mindset is regarding what they want for Drew at the biggest show of them all? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know what I'd do, obviously. Bloody in Vince's mind, it, it blooming chops and changes so often. I'm not even sure he knows right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I probably would have them as a quick transaction. Uh, personally, I'd... I'd probably put the belt on Lashley, and then have and then have uh, and then have him uh, 
fight Drew at Mania, so then you can have Drew in the build-up for Mania being the chaser and that, and then, you know, like you said, he gets his pop winning the title at Mania with crowd in attendance. I, I just, I can't help but think that Vince has decided because it's the first fan, it's the first show with fans in a, over a year, Mania will be in April at the Raymond James over the two nights. So Vince wants to make it a happy-go-lucky affair. Like the baby faces win, everyone goes home happy, which is why, yeah. and as much as I fear this, it means Edge beats Roman Reigns on night two. And he ends WrestleMania as the world champ, Universal Champion. Yeah. But on night one, Drew beats Lashley to get the title and get that main event babyface pop from fans in the, in the stadium. I can only think that's what Vince has decided, and that's why we're going around the houses and not just because otherwise, just have Drew retain Lashley attack him. Mm. Just just have that. Yeah. Like have Miz try and cash in on Raw, or have Miz try and cash in, but then. He doesn't. You know, he's, he's unsuccessful. But either way, if Drew's just going to win at Mania just to defend the belt, have him beat Lashley at Mania to defend the belt. You, yeah. But the fact he's lost the belt, this seems like a roundabout way of getting him that win at Mania to get that crowd reaction that he was robbed of last year. Yeah. Um, That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that one. Uh, I can't help but feel, I mean... Obviously, we'll wait and see. Vince might surprise us, but you can't, I can't help but feel like Drew will headline night one, but then like Roman and Edge will like close out the weekend. Yep. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely where I see it going. That's the only way I see this that those two shows yeah. going. Yeah. So and then obviously next year, hopefully, uh, we're just going back to normal one night only down in Dallas. See, I, I don't know if that's a good thing because one night only means seven-hour manias. True. True, yeah. At least with two nights, it's so, spread across 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, so the Miz ends the night as champion. Uh, shockingly, <laughs> yeah. the show overall for me wasn't great. I thought it was... It, it could have been so much better. It, it had the element of... Apart from Miz winning, which could have been done on TV, I almost walked away thinking, did that show even need to happen? Like, nothing really... Edge could have accepted the challenge on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, Miz could have cashed in on Raw. Mm. Uh, Lashley could have defended against any one of those men on Raw as a main event. It, the pay-per-view didn't need to happen. It just felt like a, a stop in the road to WrestleMania. It didn't need to happen. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. And I, I think the problem was watching it we we all got so invested in that first chamber match and you know it was it was really good and it it's pro probably going to go down as one of the standout chamber matches then yeah it was just a bit lackluster after that and so you know they were fighting a losing battle because of how good that opening match was okay so match of the night for me probably is going to be the smackdown chamber match and it kind of went downhill from there uh, going forward now, we are fast lane in a month's time. And then, of course, WrestleMania is a month, five weeks after that. Sorry, three weeks after that. 
Okay, so uh, there's so much to digest coming out of it. <laughs> where does the likes of Daniel Bryan or Cesaro, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, where do they go from here coming out of this show? And obviously, for, obviously Seth wasn't on the show, but he's back now. Uh, yeah, it, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of hyped up for Mania this year, but it shows like last night was make me think, oh, they could still do so much wrong with this. Yeah, and obviously we've got the. Uh impending hints and rumours of uh, another Shano match. Oh, yeah. Shane versus Braun is apparently on the uh, on the cards. <laughs> yeah. like What's the bet Shane steals Kevin Owens' like, pirate ship jumping spot? Oh, he'd be such a bastard and do that, wouldn't he? <laughs> Uh, the other thing that was uh, officially mentioned for the first time is WrestleMania, of course, for the US, exclusively on Peacock. No WWE Network. No. Fastlane will be a Peacock and WWE Network presentation. Again, this is all obviously in America. Over here, we're still fine in the UK for the network, 999. <laughs> but yeah, so Fastlane is going to be streamed uh, on both services. And then Mania will be the first exclusive peacock streaming now it makes me wonder about the long shows is will peacock want that they mm. may not want six hour seven hour shows so yeah. the sort of thing we had last night two and a half hours 245 the old school two hour 45 minute pay-per-views that we grew up on that might be the way it goes again in the peacock era yeah yeah possibly i, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it and the other thing about Peacock, obviously being an NBC thing, is that the Miz is an NBC um, property, obviously with uh, oh, yeah. his TV show. Mm. So they're going to want him in a prominent position come Mania. So expect to see a lot of the Miz regarding, obviously, the WWE Championship and the Bad Bunny crossover. If you like the Miz, you're going to love the next few months, I have to feel. Mm. And if you don't like the Miz, then what's wrong with you? Because... Putting all aside all the, the criticism he gets, I did see a stat today that he is the first superstar to complete the Grand Slam twice. Wow. First time ever. First time ever someone has done that. First time that someone's completed the Grand Slam in two separate cycles in their career. Bloody hell. That's crazy. And this is someone who wasn't allowed to change in the locker room when he first started because the boys didn't like him. This is someone who has criticised constantly by other wrestlers and by fans and online trolls and everything. And he is his work over the last ten years has deserved another world title reign. I don't think you can deny that. Mm. You know, a couple a couple of years ago he should have had the title then. So it's a bit later. He'll only get it as a transition now. But the Miz will go down as a two-time WWE champion. And one of the few champions to retain the belt at WrestleMania yeah. in the main event. Yeah. Um, funny enough, just to end on that note as well, um, I did read a short while ago, um, somebody tracked down the angry Miz kid. Yes, and, I saw that. And asked her for her thoughts and she was like, yeah, unfortunately I don't really watch wrestling anymore, but um, I'm happy for the Miz. He, he treated me well <laughs> oh, and he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, way to break kayfabe there, angry Miz girl. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if we can if we can take one thing away from last night, it was that he is the Miz, and he is awesome. 
Okay, that was Elimination Chamber. If you have any thoughts, feelings, good, bad, indifferent, any other feedback, you can send us uh, that in the normal multitude of ways on Facebook at Ring the Bell Show on, and on Twitter and Instagram at Ring the Bell Pod. The email address is ringthebellpod at gmail.com if you want to give us a five-star rating and a review. If you feel we've earned it today, you can do so. We're going over to Apple Podcasts and looking for us on there. You can also share, listen, subscribe, recommend everything else you can do in different ways you can do that for us over Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music Podcasts Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor Stitcher, if there is a podcast we've gotten somewhere, you can be rest assured that we will be there. Martin to wrap up, anything else in closing? No, let's just um, wait and see what Fastlane has got in the store for us there we go. Tonight, are we going to see The Miz uh, hold on to the championship? Are we going to see the return of The Fiend? What is going to be the fallout from the chamber a month from now? What is going to come to Fastlane? What will Edge do? What will Roman do this coming Friday on SmackDown? What will Daniel Bryan or Cesaro do or Kevin Owens? So many questions and probably nothing in the way of answers coming anytime soon. Just the way we like it. But for now, thank you for listening. I've been Andrew. I've been Martin. Andrew. Yep. Bring that down.